That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 235 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for checking out this episode. This is the 11th episode in my previews for 2023. In a moment, I am going to be joined by Linton Martin, Victoria's greatest Gold Coast Suns supporter, as we preview the Suns for 2023. Don't forget that if you are interested in getting your local footy club getting a shout-out in an upcoming episode, be sure to reach out to me on one of my socials. You can find all of them on my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, at yank underscore on, on LinkedIn as well. I love being able to talk about the local clubs, learning the geography. Uh, the local club for this episode is one that I pulled from a, a list that I had, and it turns out that there's something very timely with this one, which is why I'm getting this episode out as I am right now. So today's club of the episode is the Tweed Coast Tigers. And the club was founded in 2009, and the senior side opens their season on Friday, April the 14th at 2 p.m., hosting the Bellina Bombers. Now, in November, the club named Dean Solomon as their senior coach. And Mr. Solomon is a 209-game player between Essendon and Fremantle. And this is why this is as timely as it possibly can be here, because this afternoon... Monday, the 27th of February at 4 p.m., the Tweedshire Council representatives and Jeff Provest, MP, along with the media, will officially open the Barry Shepherd facility at Round Mountain. Now, this is the ground where the Tigers play their home games. I wish the Tigers a fantastic 2023, and I hope that their grand opening is an absolute success. Now, let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Linton, as I said, Victoria's greatest Sun supporter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another one of our preview episodes, and we are going to be talking about the Gold Coast Suns, and my guest is no stranger to the podcast, and I think I can safely say that he does have the most extensive collection of Suns gear in the entire state of Victoria. I know I can say that. I think he's going to nod his head in agreement and go, absolutely right, and if I don't, I'm going to have it soon, just so I, that's accurate. Uh, I am absolutely thrilled to welcome Linton Martin back to the podcast for the third year in a row to preview the Suns. Linton, how are you doing, sir? I am doing very well, thanks, Craig. It's a pleasure to be back on the podcast for a third year running. It is It is my pleasure to chat with you. I know it's early there. I got you up early on a Sunday morning and, uh, you know, absolutely thrilled to talk about the Suns. This is a, a club that uh, I think is about to have... It's, uh, you know, uh, kind of like it's coming out party, if you will, to say, hey, you know, well, we're here. I think, it, you know, that it's, as I mentioned to you off air, I've talked to nine other clubs uh, to do previews so far. And I believe five or six of them, you know, when we talked about which club is going to make the jump into the eight this year, a lot of them were mentioning Gold Coast isn't one they think is going to make the jump in there. A couple mentioning Carlton, of course. Uh, but, uh, a lot of them thinking that, that your mob is going to be heading up there. So you've had a rather busy year. You know, if people are following you on social media, you have been all over the country 
and I'm, I don't recall if you've actually left the country or not, but I know you've been all over the country during the course of the year. Um, and I asked you, I said, have you, you sat down with a map and just drawn a line, you know, connecting all the places that you've gone throughout there and, you know, would it look like a, you know, like a, the result of like an earthquake on a Richter scale or something like that? <laughs> yeah, so well, I've been to, I set out a challenge for me personally to get to every state and territory in Australia throughout the year. I'm happy to say the end of the year, I've done that. I've achieved that goal. Outstanding. And I thought, well, a great way to be able to do that, to have things to go to, is go and follow some footy matches mm-hmm. around the country too. So it started off, well, it actually started off in early January with the women's um, season. So it was a long year of footy with two women's seasons, a VFL season and a AFL men's season. Mm-hmm. So I started off with going up to Mackay for the first Suns match. Um, I'm hoping I'm more correct because I went to so many places, so I'm just trying to remember here. Well, no, um, no, no, nobody's going to in order because I'll nobody's going to nobody's going to fact check you and say no, 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 that's not where you were there. Um, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yes, I went up to Mackay. I've also been up to a few home games at Metricon Stadium for the men and the women. Um, I think I did one or two games each. Um, been to Hobart and Launceston for a men's and a women's game, respectively. Um, and the jewel in the crown, I would say, was round one when, in the men's season, when I went to Opta Stadium in Perth. Mm-hmm. At that time, we didn't know West Coast were going to have a poor year. Right, right. Before well, West neither, Coast, neither did they. <laughs> beating West Coast in Perth at Optus Stadium. We've never won in Perth before. Mm-hmm. Um, in Optus Stadium, we haven't beaten West Coast. We have beaten Fremantle um, before. But that was a very good start to the year. That stadium is absolutely incredible. Um, Isaac Rankin and I know he won't be with us this year, but Mad Real, they absolutely starred that game. Mm-hmm. They played such a good game. And we, I think we were down... At three quarter time, then or late in the game, we were down and we just stormed home and won that game. That was a good game. Um, yeah, so I did travel a bit around and I also went to Sydney for the VFL semi final against Sydney. So, our VFL team we did very well last year, mm-hmm. making a preliminary final in the 21 22 team competition. That's no mean feat. So, we when we got into that um, semi-final, I was able to get drive up there for that. And I would have loved to be able to get up to Southport for that prelim final against Southport. That was a cracking game. I don't even think I sat down the whole game. I was <laughs> that up the whole game. I wasn't able to get to that. But, um, yeah, it was just a great year of footy all around for the men, the women, and the VFL as well. So I thoroughly enjoyed attending matches in Melbourne here in Victoria and around the country as well, in men, women, and VFL. Well, you know, you mentioned to me before we started recording um, that you, you when you went down to Tasmania, you know, you got to, to games, I think, on back-to-back days, did you did you say? Like on... Because you, you, got, you the, got stuck there on the way home. Yeah. And I, that was kind of a fun story there. It, I did get stuck. Um, and that's just the nature of travel. Mm-hmm. particularly in this day and age, things aren't going to go to plan. Sometimes you will have flight cancellations. And when it's Hobart, 
Hobart don't have a lot of flights coming in and going out. So you get stranded there, you're probably going to have to wait and it might not be your ideal low um, flight, return flight. Mine, unfortunately, the circumstance I had to pay to get home the time I needed to get home just because I had other commitments that I needed to get home. Mm -hmm. And so I went up for the day and a lot of people would probably listening to the podcast, probably do similar things. They go travel for football. Mm-hmm. Travel um, Tourism for football is so big. People don't underestimate, people underestimate how many people do travel to watch their team play. So, yeah, there was quite a few people on that plane, the first plane with me going up, and it could have been family, could have been other supporters, and there was also a few of us as well doing the same thing as I did and trying to get home that night. Mm-hmm. Um, some included some players because um, there's no direct flight from Gold Coast to Hobart. Um, so we all got stranded and we just tried to help each other and just touch, um, keep in touch with each other and see how how um, we were going with our flights. And that was, yeah, it's just okay. football bringing people together. Now, before we hit the record button, you were telling me about some great things that the club was doing. So why don't you run through some of those things for us? That's just another part of our great club that we we want to know what the members are feeling. We want to be able to help them. We want to be able to feel that they're part and valued mm-hmm. of the club. Um, yeah, and I think our <laughs> the Suns, do it really well. They look after their members very, very well. Um, they look after their supporters. They look after the community very well. They've got a range of community involvement programs. We're even getting a childcare centre right next to the ground. Wow. That is opening up very soon. Um, that will do wonders. There's also one at our oh. Mackay um, base, um, Great Barrier Reef Arena that will be opening up um, it just started construction, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so the club and even next week, next Saturday, the Gold Coast Suns fun run is on at Metricon Stadium. So that's just another part of getting into the community, offering wellness programs, offering, offering health programs, offering even childcare. Um, I don't can't think of another AFL club that has done that. I, I probably am wrong, but I can't think of a club that looks just w- beyond football. Football is what bring us, brings us together, but mm-hmm. we've got a lot of range of programs and initiatives that help connect the, ourselves with the community. Do you think, and, and do you think that that's because, you know, even though the club has been around for a, a little over a decade, that they're still trying to solidify their establishment within the community they're trying to grow the supporter base so they is it is it because they feel like they have to to go above and beyond maybe what some other clubs have to do to try to help to generate that that interest in the club possibly one of our club values is community i'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure um so it's definitely aligning ourselves with the values and not just having values there for words up on the wall, actually living by your values. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like ourselves to Geelong because Geelong is the club in the town. There's no other clubs in, in Geelong. It's just Geelong Cats. Right. Melbourne have got a range of teams. 
Adelaide, you've got two teams. Perth, you've got two teams. Sydney, you've got two teams. Brisbane are probably similar to us. Um, well, Brisbane's got Brisbane, and we're based on the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. So we've got such a big opportunity to really make the Gold Coast proud of our team, make them really buy in. And when I go up to games, if I'm wearing my son's gear um, on the tram, walking to get to the game, after the game, people always ask, how did the Suns go tonight? Did they win? Good luck for the Suns tonight. So they know that the Suns are playing. Mm-hmm. They are interested in the how we're going. What we need to change is from just being interested to see them bums on seats. And there you go. Yes. Queensland teams, Queensland teams, Queensland, Queensland sports landscape, they love winning teams. Mm-hmm. You saw that with Brisbane, their crowds are strong now because they're winning. Right, so if right. we start getting those wins on the board, the crowds will come and we will see big crowds at Metricon Stadium. I truly believe that. I think that's I think that is I think that's going to happen. As I mentioned, I, you know, there's a lot of other folks that believe that that they are definitely headed in the right direction. So you know, just yeah, add one ahead. more thing that as well. When we started, we've got a lot of people that either had a second club or they had a club and went and supported Gold Coast. Now mm-hmm. we are starting to see those kids, those babies. Look, I was eight when, or seven or eight when the sons came in. I'm mm-hmm. now 20. So all those kids that were even younger, they've grown up all their life with the sons around them. So that's just going to continue. And you're going to go to Metricon Stadium and you're not going to see 75% opposition fans and 25% sons fans. You're going to start to see that wave turn and turn pretty rapidly. We were even getting players that have supported this club all their life. Well, my age playing footy, they're mm-hmm. playing at the sites and they've been club supporters, club members. So that's a positive thing that we're going to start to see. It's not going to, it's just going to happen overnight. Right, right. Last step, you'll see it continue yeah, to arrive. And it's, and it's uh, I think it is a, uh, I think it's a great thing. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, how, you know, Gold Coast and Brisbane are in many ways like Geelong because they're that sole entity. They're that single club in the city. Now, you know, Geelong, you know, from what I've gathered, and again, I've not been there before, but everybody talks about how Geelong is is what they call a destination club where you've got a lot of people that want to go to um to um to go to Geelong, you know, you know, people like Jack Bowes. Oh, sorry. Um but, but <laughs> Um, but are you, are you going to find where do you, do you think that, that Gold Coast is going to start to turn into that sort of thing as well? Because, you know, it's, you know, if you're wanting to just go play footy and not get caught up or, you know, get get caught up in all of the, the media and that type of thing, I think that would be a great way to do it because right now they're not getting the attention that they'll likely get when they're, when they do start perennially making finals you know so you know mm. so you know you 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 got you know matt Rowell who just signed through 2025 noah anderson who just signed through 27 you know you've got some talent who were saying you know what this is where we want to be and maybe that's going to help bring in some other talent that might want to be coming from other clubs that have spent some time there definitely um the gold coast is such a great lifestyle to work and to play sport in Mm-hmm. Um, you can just go down the road, go to the beach, start your day off with a run along the coast, go and play some footy. It's a warm, 
Um, Geelong have happened to be a destination club because they're winning. They're playing finals. They're winning premierships. Mm-hmm. That does help. There's no reason why we can't turn into a destination club if we start winning and we start playing finals, hopefully grand finals and premierships. We're seeing it on a small scale. Players are wanting to come and play for us. Ben Long, for example, he's come and wanted to play with us. He's a good player, and he probably gets underrated a bit, but he's a hard player. He's tough, and he, I think he'll do wonders for our club. Um, Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson, yes, they're two good mates, but they're not just staying at the club because they're friends with each other. They're staying at the club because they believe in what the club is doing, and they're, they're not just doing two two-year contracts, one or two-year contracts, so you're just locking in for the next couple of years and then you're going to go and leave. Noah Anderson, he's signed till 2027. There right. is no reason why he might get to his next contract and have a couple of premierships up his belt. It could very easily, it could very easily happen. Over. Yeah, it absolutely could happen. Yeah. Um, you know, so looking at uh, the club, you know, what, I think you're probably you're expecting finals this year. I think that's the bottom line. You're expecting to 100%. make the make the eight. You know, finals in men, women, and VFL. Okay. Well, we were going to talk about women's the women's comp today, but okay, yeah, that's that nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's uh, I I love the boldness. Okay, and I love we the were confidence. so close last year. So close last year. Mm-hmm. You look at the men's team and the women's team, but particularly the men's team, we were a couple of games outside the eight, and there was multiple games that we was pretty much every game by a couple, we were right into it, right into the last quarter. There were some, you know, Port Adelaide, Collingwood. We could have easily won those games, win those two games, and look, we might be playing finals. So we were so close, and with another preseason under our belt, with some increased improved recruits into the team, We've also got this really big new recruit. He hasn't played for 12 months. He's a key forward. He could win a Coleman medal. Um, I, I think I've forgotten his name. Is it, could it be um, Mr. Ben King? Maybe it is. Ben King, yes. a new recruit. A new recruit, pretty yes. much. The challenge, and I thought you are fair, the challenge we've got with that is we've got Levi Casbolt, Marby Old Chol, who played so well as a Double act mm-hmm. last year, right? And right, banking. Right. How do you fit three tools into the one forward line? And that's a challenge the club has to have, but it's a good challenge and a good problem to have. Yep. Well, let me just say, way to play that to the max mm. to stay with to stay with the king reference there, because uh, I still I still get the two of them confused. <laughs> I always have to look because when I when I think that it's you know when I think that it's max at one place, I have to go look at. I'm going, nope, he's in the other place. I, I it's. It's like it's like and, always having you know a word that has a double S or a double C, and yeah. I have to go back and look to make sure I have it spelled correctly. Just on Max King, so people said, "Oh, it's inevitable that Ben King will come and join Max at St Kilda." Well, why can't Max come and join Ben at the Gold Coast? There's no reason why that can't happen. Well, I can think of two reasons: one being Mavi Archol, and the other being Levi Casbolt. <laughs> well, Levi Casbolt probably won't be around the time uh, Max King's contract's finished, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> Again, good problem to have. Exactly. Good problem, good problem to have because you know, and and do you really want to find yourself getting confused trying to remember? You know, when you're out on the ground and saying, "Oh wait, I don't know which one just kicked that." Turn around so I can see the number. Uh, <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. True. 
you know, if, you know, I, I don't know, I, off the top of my head, I don't know the numbers, but if, you know, one where it's like a, an 11 and the other where it's a 17 or something like that, it's going to be kind of hard to tell them apart, you know? So, yeah. So again, you're, you're expecting the club to be in finals this year. And, and they're a club that I think is probably going to play finals as well. You know, I have to figure out who's going to not be in the, in the eight, you know, and that's going to be a, that's going to be a tough task to see who are they going to overcome. It, a lot of it comes down to, you know, how is the schedule going to play out for them this year? Um, but what, what things are you going to be looking for that, you know, and again, we don't, we don't want to think about this sort of thing, but you know, like you said, with West coast, you know, they didn't plan on having the year that they had last year. They thought, you know, we're going to make another run for the eight this year. And they came out and it just was, it was, you know, if one thing bad happened, five bad things happened and then 10. And then, you know, I, I, I joked with, uh, um was a king when we did our our preview about the the eagles and i said yeah i said i wondered if adam simpson was just out walking around the streets of perth and you know saying hey you're what about six foot three you look like you could probably play in the midfield for us this weekend do you want a jumper because i mean they were so hard up for players last year so it's so what what i know you don't want to think about it but if things don't go as well as you hope, what are what are going to be those things that are going to make you think, uh oh, we've got to get this fixed quick? Um, what I would say is that I mentioned to you off air. You always you always do have one team that will go from the bottom half of the eight, not just into finals in the top four. I'm hoping that's us, but you have to be realistic. Sometimes things aren't going to go to plan. Mm-hmm. And so, as you said, with West Coast, they just had a shocking year. And it was just bad luck, I would say. They had multiple things, just everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Um, and sometimes that does happen. I also mentioned to you that injuries don't do matter. Um, you don't want to make excuses, but if you've got and this is probably where it happens too. So you've got an injury list and just all the players you don't want to get injured gets injured. Mm-hmm. That that does happen. And then it just, you get so frustrated. You go, you get to the watch a game and right down in the last quarter, you start getting injuries to your key players. And you just think, why? We're winning this game and now we're just losing one or two players that will be out for the year. Um, injuries and not just injuries, but if we see some season-ending injuries early in the year, I'll back our club in to be able to manage those and cope, but it will make the ta- the task harder. Mm-hmm. Another thing would be if... I'm sure there was a, few, a couple of years ago, North Melbourne just had this big run of losing games so by such a small margin. If we're doing that, that as well, even though that you're seeing that we are there, we're so close... Again, it's going to mean you're so close and you're not good enough. So you want to be able to win those games. And if every time we get to a the end of the match, we're just losing by a kick or something like that, you're going to scratch your head. Why can't we be able to close those games out? Um, so there are two things. If we see we're watching the games and we see, you know, things that just silly mistakes too, um, you know, being undisciplined, things like that throughout games just happening again and again and again, they're going to make you scratch your head as well. Um, But I'm hoping all these three things don't happen um, and we're able to have a positive year and we're able Mm -hmm. to charge home towards finals. But, yeah, 
just closing out games, injuries, and um, being undisciplined. Hopefully, those things don't happen for our great club in 2023. Well, you know, you talked about uh, you know clubs winning close games. You know, you go back and look at what Collingwood last did last year. Yeah. They won nine games by a combined 43 points. So what is that? That's nine times five is 45. So they won, you know, nine games by like four and a half, an average of four and a half points a game. I mean, they, they, mm. they played right on the knife's edge last year. Much and the, you lose all the, those games and you're not even playing finals. You could, could be close down towards the bottom. So sometimes there will be teams that win those games. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll lose all those games and you'll make, see Collingwood, they had a great year, everyone's saying. But if they lose all those games, are they going to be calling for Craig McRae to get the sack? That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. That's a good question. Which, you know, well, that's Craig a... a great coach. But um, yeah, losing all, win, winning all those games does help. And hopefully we're on the positive side of close games in 2023. Okay. So how do you guys fill the void of uh, Isaac Rankin this year? Who's going to, who's going to hop into his spot? Cause you know, he's a pretty dynamic little player for you. Isaac, he is a good player. Very dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say is, and it does work to your favor too. Sometimes you might not see him for three and a half quarters. And then he comes out in the last 15 minutes when you're the game. Um, We've got a young bloke called Malcolm Roses. Mm-hmm. Roses. He's ready to go bang. He's ready for a breakout year. He's now, he might not, he's going to fill the void of Isaac. He mm-hmm. might take a few years to get up to that standard. But, and what I'll also say is, if Isaac didn't want to be at the club after everything we've done for him, so be it. We don't want, to be forcing players to play for us. We're hoping that we've put them in the best environment for them, mm-hmm. the best environment for them to perform well and have a um, positive work, work-life work balance and all that. And if players still aren't happy with what they're heading, if they want to take the money, we'll go and take the money and hopefully it works out well for you. But what I will say, the AFL fixturing department, well, they don't want him to play at Metricon Stadium, do, do they? They put him up to play off in Darwin. Would have been good to play. Would have been good to play Adelaide at Metricon Stadium because I think the crowd may have had a bit of a say, and they would have given him a good reception. And when you say good, they might have booed him, or I mean, or they have cheered because know. you know, because I because I know that I see a lot of people talking on social media that you know that that booing is kind of uncouth. That that boo- booing is something that you know that it's not, it's not an Australian thing to do at the, at no, sport. It wouldn't have been booing as such. It would have just been making sure they know that you probably didn't make the good the right decision. Okay, um, but again, it's his choice. It's his life. Um, if he wants to go to Adelaide, he can go to Adelaide. Hopefully, it works out well for him. We'll just soldier on, and we'll work out with the team, with the players that want to be at the club, and they want to see success, and they want to be part of that first finals team and first grand final and first premiership team. We will just focus with those players that want to buy in. Any player that doesn't and wants to go elsewhere, go elsewhere. We're not forcing players to play for us. Um, Well, if it makes you feel any better, round three, you're going to get to do something along those very lines when Geelong comes to town. Uh, 
So, That's but a of course, situation I would think. Yeah, which uh, it all depends upon whether or not he gets so you know gets selected to be in the side too. He may not even be up there. Jack's a great player. The issue problem with Jack is that Jack Bowes is that we've got pretty stacked midfield. Mm-hmm. If Jack mm-hmm. wanted to play midfield. There was quite a few players in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if it was going to work out best for him to go and play at another club, it just happened to be Geelong, then good luck to him. Um, another thing as well with that is looking towards our future, the players that we need to sign or mm-hmm. we've got contracted now but will be performing and will need to get a st- bigger contract. We need some money to be mm-hmm. able to pay for those players. So do we keep someone that is on the fringe playing well in VFL footy and sometimes getting a chance in AFL, or do we make sure we keep those guns in our AFL team that will really be our strong next Tuke Millers, our next um, Ben Kings, our our players that will really take us forward to our next grand final and premiership side. That's That's a challenge. and The club had to weigh that up and they made decisions they need to make. That's a very, that's a very fair point. Yeah. And it's, and that that type of a trade is not unique because we we had something like that, you know, because again, you know, you guys were trying to, you know, get get some salary cap relief, if you will. Okay. We had uh the the football team that I support here in the United States, the Cleveland Browns, they had something like that happen about five years ago, uh, where the team, the football team in Houston had a player they were wanting to get rid of who had a huge contract that was not a very good player. So they, they wanted to get rid of him and they were offering to trade a higher draft pick and get a lower draft pick back in order to get some salary cap relief. So the, the, the Cleveland Browns said, well, we'll go ahead and take this player who was going to be getting paid. And you're sitting down. He was, he was not a very good quarterback, but he was getting paid at the time, $16 million a year. And the Browns got a second round draft pick back and sent a fourth round draft pick to the Houston football team. And they actually used that, you know, they kept that quarterback on their team for, I think a year, and then they cut him and they had to pay him all the money of his contract, but they had so much cap space because they weren't spending a lot of it yet. But then they used that draft pick to draft the guy who a lot of people think is the best ball carrier, the best running back in the NFL right now in Nick Chubb. So it's, you know, that wasn't a, a novel thing in sport because it's I've seen it happen you know here before as well. And when yeah when Jack signed that big contract, the club was in a different space. Mm-hmm. The club needed to sign players to make. Now we are signing players regularly, but players we need a long term contract for that sustainability and that commitment commitment to the club. And look, I'm not a list manager. I'm just a member and supporter. But I backed the club in. The list managers would have done all the numbers and crunched it all and worked out what had what had to happen. So I right. backed them in to make the right call. Um, hopefully, it all works out and players have to step up. But that happens across the competition. Someone leaves, someone else needs to step up, and we'll see players that will rise that we never even thought would have a good year, but having a breakout year. Now. Does the club have to make, and just looking at, at, you know, 
Stewart do? Because you know some people, and I and I think they were not necessarily correct in 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 making this uh, argument here. But there were some folks that were that I saw were you know making the the comments that maybe Stewart do was not going to survive to be the coach for this year. But does he have to make finals this year to be there in twenty twenty four? Well, I said last year. Last year was. Stewie had a lot of pressure on him, mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. Um, there was talk that he had to, even by midway through the year, he had to be showing signs for him to get his contract signed. And I was adamant that he would be out and coach for 2023 because I thought, you know what? And I think we talked about it on the podcast last I think year. So. I think so. We're going to have a positive year and it's going to mean that he will get signed on his contract. Um the players love him, and I talked about it last year too. Um, the players love him, and when players love your co- their coach, they're going to, um, they're going to play for him. They're going to, and they're going to want to win. They're going to want to do well for their coach. Mm-hmm. And so Stuart Jew's contracted to the end of twenty twenty four. So they've got this year and next year. Hopefully, by the end of twenty twenty four, we have made finals. That would be the goal by the club, I would assume. Okay. At least this year or next year, and you have to put the situation in perspective too. If we are missing finals, just but we've got all our guns out with injuries, you can understand that you've had a poor year. Um, but if we've got all our first twenty-two players fit and healthy, and we're missing finals, then you might have think, "What do we need to do? We need to do something to try and." fix things up. Um, but I still think Stewie will be our coach, our long-term coach, and I am very confident that he will lead us into our first finals, first grand final, and hopefully the first premiership coach for the Gold Coast Suns Football Club. Okay. Now let me let me put the, let me put this out here. Let's let's say they make finals this year. And I am not going to say, you know, I'm not going to predict where they're going to be whether they're going to be playing at home or on the road or whatever are you at that game 100 percent. okay I will okay whatever it takes to get okay. there okay good um, good when you think of think of it though there's 18 teams in the competition 17 have played finals before mm-hmm. um playing in your first in the first final of a football club it does not happen very often, it happens once in a club's life. That's a great point. Yeah. When when the women made finals, we've made finals once in the women. I would have loved to be there, but we had a thing called COVID where we weren't allowed into <laughs> the way, and no one was allowed at the game anyway. COVID. So I've never I've never heard of men, that. Men or women, when we <laughs> play our first final that fans can attend, I will be there. Okay. I will do. As I said, I'll do whatever it takes to be at our first ever final, and. Grand final, I will very, very, very hopefully be there. It all comes down to ballots and that, but I'll be very disappointed if I'm not able to be there. And if I can't get into the game, I will make sure I'm out of the game. Having no signs, I want a ticket. I've been a supporter all my life of Gold Coast Suns. Um, Hopefully, I get a ticket and I'm sitting in there at the MCG watching Stuart Jew and Tuke Miller and Jarrett Witts hold up that premiership flag. And hopefully, it's in September 2023. But I hope when when that happens, I hope that you're there. Hmm. I do. I hope that Hopefully you're there. I am. Yeah, and I hope that you're you know in the front row 
of the, the cheer squad. I will be wherever I can get a ticket. Well, there if you I'm go. I'm right at the back. I'm right at the back. If I can get into that place, I'll mm-hmm. be there. Okay. Okay. So, you know, looking at the fixture this year, you guys, yeah, you know, the first five games, it, it's, you get the, you know, weeks one and three, you get the, uh, the grand final clubs, you know, wrapped around, you know, Essendon, which, you know, let's be honest, Essendon is a bit of an enigma. I mean, that's a club that, you know, you look at the list and you go, there's some talent on this list, but they quite often can't get out of their own way. Um, Essendon don't know how they're going to go this year. They could be a team that challenge the finals. Brad Scott's a very good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he could do something similar to what Craig McRae did this year with Collingwood. Right, right. Um, so I actually think Essendon might make finals this year. So you're going to have, we're probably going to be competing with Essendon with one of those clubs from outside the eight that are going to come in. Wow. Um, it is at Marvel. I will be there. So hopefully we played better than even last year. Essendon had a poor year and we managed to blow the game against Essendon. We should mm-hmm. have really won that game. We were nowhere near the near a more night, but we should have really won that game. Um, it's just things didn't work well on that night. Win that game, you might be playing finals too. So, yeah, hopefully... As you said, we don't know what Essendon is going to bring. We do play them in the preseason match, and then we play okay. them, we play them at round yeah. two at Marvel Stadium. So hopefully, we get a little insight into the Bombers for our preseason match um, at our training ovals at the Osterwald Centre. Okay, and you know, I want to go back to what something you said a little while ago about how they have like the, like the, uh, like the childcare facilities, like the the preschools or whatever at the at the facilities. I. I think that is wonderful that they do that. And quite frankly, you know, is, is that going to be open to like people in the community or is it just people involved with the club or? I'm not too sure of the okay. makeup of that. Okay. Um, I'm sure the club are probably um, looking at the options of what, can it be open game day? Is it just open to play? I'm sure it's open to the whole community. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the women's sponsors, Cool Kids, uh, um, they they um, are running it, so Cool Kids Sons, it's called, and it's got a massive football as you walk in. I might actually send you some photos of that, Okay, actually. well, what, what I um, think is neat is that if it's right there at the facility, you know, parents are not going to have any trouble getting their kids to go to sleep at night because you just make sure all of the gates are closed and you've got this giant oval to say, hey, kids, go run around. There's no place for you to get out. You might have to go pick and, up a couple of kids that fall asleep on the ground, but they're going to get all their energy worked out and they're going to go to sleep at a decent hour every night. Yeah. And I think too, that the club, I would think are looking at ways to make it unique, not just an, a normal childcare experience, looking at ways to be able to bring that connection mm-hmm. with the club, maybe some player visits, um, could be sons, meals. I don't know what the, what they've got up their sleeves, but, okay. um, I'm sure they're looking at ways to be able to combine that those footy players, men and women, with the players, um, with their kids at the childcare centre as well. Well, you might have, you might find a situation. You know, I know that there are a lot of, you know, I've seen where there are a lot of, you know, the, the athletes in the AFLW that are also school teachers. So there may mm. be some, there may be some carryover with that. And again, I don't know the makeup of, of, you know, the professions, you know, the, the other professions for the, you know, the, the athletes of the AFLW squad and Gold Coast, but there, I would imagine there's probably one or two that are studying to be teachers where they could, you know, they mm. could apply their craft there possibly. 100%. And that yeah. opens up many wonderful opportunities as well. Yep. Um, I'm sure the club are uh, working through those plans and those ideas and, 
is creating a better Gold Coast community. That's okay. that's pretty much stone goal, I, I mm-hmm. think. So, looking at the club, you know, before we before we wrap up and jump into a couple of trivia questions here that I have for you, who do you see? pushing their way into the 22 this year that hasn't been there in the past that basically says, Hey coach, my, my magnet needs to be up there in the oval every single week. Who, who do you think are some of those people that are going to fit that bill? Um, you looked at our VFL team last year. And when you have a strong VFL program, you're going to have players pushing for selection. Mm-hmm. Um, so making it, as I said, making a prelim final is not a me- a mean feat. It's something that in a twenty-two team competition, a lot of teams miss out. So that's four teams. Um, Mac Andrew, I know he's had some off-field issues, but mm-hmm. he's probably someone that in the past, we, when we've drafted a player, so they can develop. We've had to just chuck him into the senior team, but he's been able to develop through playing in the VFL, playing under great coaches with experienced players like Rory Thompson. He didn't play many AFL games, but he was in the VFL mentoring those players in the mm-hmm. back line Mac played. So mentoring the back line. Mac was able to develop and work his craft in the VFL. And when he's ready for senior footy, that's when he plays senior footy. He doesn't just get a Guernsey for being drafted. He needs to deserve his spot. So back Andrew, he's I think he's someone that would be ready to come in at some stage this year. Um Alex Sexton too. He played one game. I can't remember who it was, but he could no, he must have been our one of our last games. North Melbourne. Six goals in our in our um final game. And he came in right at the end when the opportunity came up. But he can slot in and he'll deliver. He was playing majority VFL footy last year. And with our new sponsor at the club, Sixth um, Car Rental, we say mm-hmm. temporary changed his name to Alex Sixton. So <laughs> there's a great video on us on social pages of the announcement if you want, if anyone out there wants to have a look. I'm um, okay. very creative. So yeah, um, even, even Chris Burgess, he won the Frosty Miller medal for leading goal kicker in the VFL. So that, again, is an, another tall forward we've got that if we do have some injuries, he could come into the um, senior team. So we've got Chris Burgess, we've got Levi Casbolt, um, Mario Chol and Ben King. So our tall stocks are well placed. Yes, they are. They absolutely are. So if I was to ask you, you know, to make a bold prediction about the club for 2023, something that other people may not be willing to say or think that's going to happen. What is your bold prediction for the Suns for this year? I think a lot of people might agree that there's a chance the Suns do push into finals. I'm going to go one step further and say top four because you, okay. like I said, I said a few times, you always got one club. It's just a trend that will not just jump from bottom half the ladder into finals. They touch into top four. Mm-hmm. Something like Collingwood last year, um, when the first year Brisbane made finals in a while, they did that. So why can't it be us? Mm-hmm. We're getting that belief. There's a belief within the playing group and the club 
Um, we just need to sell it to people mm-hmm. and we don't even need to sell it. We just need to go and do it. And then we'll right, sell right. it to them. Right. Yeah. Cause um, you, you know, you're doubling up with North Melbourne, with Adelaide, with St. Kilda. Um, there are opportunities. Yeah. We need so th- to you, you, take those you, opportunities. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Those, and, and that's not a knock on North Melbourne or Adelaide or St. No, Kilda, but those, those are clubs that, that you should be very competitive against. You know, and we need season. to, we need to show them the right amount of respect to be able to win those games. If we just think, Yep, it's already a win. That's when we're going to come undone. Absolutely. And that's when any team's going to come undone. Good point. Any team can beat any other team on any given day. You just need to do the correct planning. You need to play by your plans, play unselfish footy, Mm -hmm. and then you're on your way. Okay. So the season has come to an end for the Gold Coast Suns, whatever round that happens to be, whether it's at the end of round 23 or round 24 with the 23 game schedule or fixture, whether it's, you know, after a a finals game or two, what does the headline in the gold coast bulletin say about the Suns for 2023? Suns win the community over. I like that. I like that because I think Metricon stadium is rocking. Okay. Actually, we'll have a new name soon. Yes, but... I was going to see. I I was going to ask you that they're changing that you know because they didn't renew the contract with the uh, with that company for the naming rights. Metricon is just the way Metricon work. Um, they've had a few issues that they just can't sponsor a club. They've got other things they need to focus on. Mm-hmm. But our sponsor, whoever it comes on board, I'm sure will suit the stadium and you know whatever it is, whether it's McDonald's Stadium, whether it's Forward Stadium, where it's GMHBA times two stadium, um, whoever, whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be rocking because the the Gold Coast community community will get on board behind this Suns team, and they will really make it their team. Okay, that makes sense. You know, and and you know, I'm I'm guessing we're probably not going to see Liquorland Stadium, right? Or no. uh, okay, or you know, national. I'm sure tile, it'll be something that the, yeah, the community will get on board, but <laughs> I'm sure the club's working through that, and there'll yeah. probably be announcements soon. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. So, are you ready for a handful of trivia questions? I am. Okay. A bit nervous, but hopefully, I know all my stuff. But we'll, well see let, how this. Let's goes. see how it goes here, and I and I I'll be honest with you, I'll I did not. Crack. I did not go back and look at the questions that I asked you last year. So hopefully none of these are duplicated. Okay. So who is the oldest player on the Suns list right now? Oldest player. Same day. It is. Let me actually switch the ages here. He's actually the second oldest. Second oldest. Yep. Yeah. Levi Casbolt. I was, I was that was going to be my second guess. Yeah, he he he'll be he'll be thirty he'll be thirty three right before round one this year. In thirty three, that's not old. That's certainly, not old is, at all. certainly isn't to me since I'm going to be sixty later this year. Uh, well, yeah, what you had Boomer playing and uh, Brent Harvey playing into in, into his forties, so Levi might have a couple of years left in, in him. Yeah, that's true. Gives you know those younger those younger guys down at the VFL level, you know, a couple more years to get some seasoning and. Uh, Maybe you know, a give, VFL you know, premiership too. You know, gives uh, you know, gives Max King a little bit of time to play out his contract in St Kilda and maybe come up and join his. Oh, I'm, I'm a little yeah, a little ahead of ourselves there. So, I think you'll get this one. These four players were the leading goal kickers for the club in 2022. Marvio Chow, mm-hmm. 44. 
Levi Kersbolt. 35. I would say, I'm not saying Alex Sexton, because even though he kicked goals, he kicked goals in the VF, in the VFL. It's just AFL, is it? Just AFL, yes. Yeah, I did not look at the VFL at all. And Chris Burgess uh, kicked a few in the in the um, VFL as well, leading goal kicker. Um, Isaac Rankin. With 29, he was the third one. And the fourth one, had, fourth one had 25. It's just a stab in the dark here. Um, Malcolm Roses. Ben Ainsworth. Ben Ainsworth. Benny, mm-hmm. he's a good player. Yep. yep. So you got three out of four on that one. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'm struggling here a bit, Craig. Well, it's we'll see. We'll see how we do here now. Again, These... this is this is off the top of my head, not looking at any notes of players or looking at team lists. So just trying to No, that's okay. Think... And and again, this is you know, there there are there are no prizes being mailed out or anything like that. This is purely for purely for entertainment purposes. That's so, you know, so make the viewers at home happy. Yes, exactly. So these two players have played the most games in Suns history. Jared Harborough. Mm-hmm. 192. And the number one has 197 games. Um, and he is still on the list. I would say same day. No? David Swallow. David Swallow. Yep. That's not surprising either. Yeah. He's 197. I'm hoping, I'm hoping once he retires, something at the club's named after him, whether it's an award, whether it's a grandstand, hopefully the stadium, but I think commercially that yeah. might not be possible. Yeah, that's um, uh, I think it would I think it would be tacky, tacky if they named like a water fountain after him. I think somebody named Swallow naming a water fountain after them. That just popped into my head. That was a really dumb joke there. So we're just going to pretend I didn't say that. Uh, so of all the current players, I'm sorry, of all the current Sun players, which one has kicked the most goals in Sun's history? And you mentioned Alex you, Yes, it is. 157. You're right. Yep. Now, I, lo- I, I love... I'm too. What's that? I'm pretty sure. I think he's a life member of the club as well. Okay. He's, uh, that's what, 150 games? Yeah. Yeah, he's 158. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see here. I love this statistic uh, as I'm learning more about it. So this player, and he played in 15 games last year for the club. He led the club with 10.2 one percenters per game. And he played 15 games. It, I was going to say Matty Rowe, but he he um played more than fifteen games. Um, oh, want a clue? Well, one one of the, um, one of the initials is a C. C C C. Oh, I think I know who. Sam Collins. Caleb Graham. No? Caleb Graham. Mm-hmm. Caleb Graham. So keep keep Sam Collins in your mind, okay? This player who played 22 games led the club in time on ground at 97.91% of the time. He never left the ground. Think about your last answer. Sam Collins? Sam Collins. 
nine, he's on the ground 98% of the time. That is. Yeah, and we mentioned before with injuries, if he gets injured, that's probably a hole that we need to fill, which uh-huh. we probably can, but it will take a hit to, it'll just be a domino effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is. So amazing. even though we get the full back sorted, whoever replaces him will need someone to replace him and replace him and replace him. Someone might get loose. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's just an impressive number to be out yeah. there for that much, that much of the time on ground. That's, that is amazing. That's the high, I think so far of all the, the clubs that we previewed, that's the highest number that I've seen so far. Yeah. All right. These, these three players, two of them played 22 games and one of them played 11 games. They all averaged at least 515 meters gained per game. Two of them should be really obvious to you, I think. Matt Rowe. You're in the right part of Noah the ground. Anderson. Noah Anderson. Noah Anderson. Mm-hmm. And Lockie Weller. Lockie Weller's what, the other one. And who's the third yeah. one? Oh, third. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Ainsworth. Nope. I'm just. I'm just. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. The 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 heart and soul of this club. Dave Swallow. Oh, that's not who I was thinking. He's the hardest soul of the club. Oh, uh, I was I was thinking Tuke Miller, <laughs> but okay, yeah, I okay. Oh, That's... why didn't I think of Tuke Miller? Gee, <laughs> he should yeah. have won us. He should have won the Brownlow, but um, that's well, another story for another day. I, I think. I uh, well, I he, that's who I tipped to win it last year. He'll win it this year, and he might have no Anderson winning it alongside him too. Yeah, well, I and I actually I oh. talked to some I talked to some guys from Brisbane last night, and I asked them whether or not they were going to be. Uh, creating some black market t-shirts that uh that uh, said something to the effect that you know hey tribunal thanks for Lockie neal's second brownlow a medal uh <laughs> yeah so and this one's a bit of a downer here okay this player he played 14 games had the lowest disposal efficiency percentage for the club last year and it's not a name that you have mentioned at all yet tonight his name has not come up yet not a mention not a I've mentioned Sam Flanders. Uh, no, um, I, 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 I will tell you he's right next to him on the uh, on the player list. Yeah, um, which means his last name, which means his last name begins with an F. An F. Uh huh. Flanders. Flanders. He, play, he played with the Northern Knights. Braden Fiorini, I should there, know that. There you go. That way. There you go. Oh, yep. So, Fiorini. I know you're. I know you're excited about this year. Mm, and uh, yeah, and um, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a fun year for your your club. I mean, it's it as you said. A lot of people look at them as kind of like being the their second club, but I do hope, as you were saying, I hope that this is something that as the people who've begun supporting the club get older that it, it can, and they start having more, some, some steady success that it becomes or maintains being that first club status for a lot of people, because it's, you know, they've, they've, they remind me an awful lot of the, the, the Cleveland football team where they've, you know, they came into the league and they've scuffled a little bit and they're starting to get their act together and they've, they've 
had a little hiccup here and there, but they're, I think the pieces are starting to come together. And I think the rest of the, the comp is going to realize that this is a pretty darn good side. And it's, it's not a club, as you said earlier about, you know, looking at North Adelaide and, and Ad, or North Melbourne and Adelaide and, and St. Kilda, you can't just look past a club. And I don't think anybody's going to be looking past Gold Coast this year. No. So this is a, uh, this is a good side. Got a home ground here. advantage up at Metron Stadium, certainly to be renamed. So mm-hmm. we, you know, training at the ground that you play at, it does help. Even though we do train most of the time the oval just behind, mm-hmm. but playing in that environment, that environment really does feel like home. Home to the supporters, home to the players, home to the club. It's our home and we're proud of it. Yeah. And uh still still no still not gonna make the big move up there permanently, huh? Not gonna find that job up there and just uh I know we talked about I know we talked about that in the past. There's a possibility one day it might the stars might align and I might be up on the Gold Coast, but um for the time being, Melbourne's my home. I'm a proud Victorian and that's certainly fair enough. Yeah, that's that's certainly fair enough, and it's you know, and I you know, I'm happy to keep traveling up to games. Well, yeah, because you get you know you get your your frequent flyer miles, which will let you travel to more games, and it, it's it's a it's a self fulfilling prophecy for you. So that's a that's a great thing. So um, you don't have to to dig them all out, but uh, how many jumpers are we up to now? Um. I can get that stat for you in one second. Okay. <laughs> um, so pretty much, it's not just. I'm not a hoarder. I'll say that. Oh no! Tr- trust uh, me. I'm. I was. I. That was not my. That was not my way of saying. Boy, I think he needs an intervention because he's buying too many of them. I was. I was. I'm not I a hoarder. In, I'm a collector. Yeah. That, oh, I. Yeah. Um, I, I, exactly. I. I think exactly the same thing. That that's what you are. I mean, it's, I think it's impressive, that, you know, your love for this club. And it looks like you've got them on a spreadsheet. If I can find it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so pretty much I, I just I just, I just like to collect little things, little items of clothing, something uh-huh. related. Um, I've got, do I have a VFL, a few VFL jumpers as well. Um, a few VFL jumpers and I've also got, a few women's jumpers, and I believe that I'm probably not going to find a spreadsheet. But if I find it, no, I think it might take me a few a bit to find it. But I might find it, and I'll let Craig know anyway. Okay, because I think um, you were you were well over twenty the last time we talked about. That. I think it's a lot more than twenty. Yeah, um, I could even be double actually. Wow! Um, wow! I'm not even working out how much it's cost me altogether. But it's yeah, it's just um a little hobby of mine, and another hobby of mine collectors as well. I every year I collect the team set of the trading cards, the mm-hmm. footy cards. I've got right, an album, right. all from two thousand eleven to two thousand twenty two. It's got all the cards, so that's just a little hobby of mine as well. I cannot find a spreadsheet, but I'll find it eventually. That's okay. And that's that. okay. You know, it's it's but, it's yeah. Uh, I reckon it's in the forties. I, I I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised by that. So you, you don't, you know, you're not left for wanting to find, you know, a, a, a polo shirt to go out and wear or something to wear out to just go out and have some fun. It's like, man, I'll just, I'll just grab this jumper and I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. Uh, no, 
as Craig would probably know, I was coaching a junior football team. Right, I won't right. be this year. I'm okay. down, just doing a little bit too much. Um, but I probably have enough jumpers that everyone in my team could wear one. Whether they would want to wear one or they would try and chuck it in the bin, that's another <laughs> question we have to ask them. But everyone in my team would be able to wear one because there's enough to go around. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Linton, I appreciate you taking time out of your Sunday morning, man. This is was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm 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 anxious. I'm excited to see where your club's going to be this year because I I think that their their needle is pointing upward, and it's uh, I think it's you know if people are looking for a club to to start supporting if they're just coming into the following the game I you know people might chuckle at it and say but you know that why would you say that I think it's you know get on board with the Suns because it's a, you know, it's, it's an up and coming club. And I think it's going to be a club that's going to be fun to be on the ride up with them. 100%. And, you know, 2023 is definitely an exciting year to be in football, but Gold Coast football and to just get, but I, I implore anyone on the Gold Coast that is listening, get behind your sons mm-hmm. or across the country. Anyway, get behind your team because the team's coming back from COVID now, and I know we've had 2022 where we just started to find our feet. But get behind your team and show them that you're still passionate and you still want to support the game. Men, women, VFL, State League, whatever it is around the country, support your team and just get behind them. Buy your membership, support, go to games, buy merchandise, wear your colours proudly down the street. I have for almost 21 years, even when I was a baby, I found a picture of me in a Collingwood jumper the other day when I was a baby, when I had no choice on who I could follow. Um, But yeah, just support your team and hopefully we have a good year and enjoy another fantastic year of football throughout the whole year. Now, do your parents have that, that Collingwood jumper from when you were a baby tucked away that someday that you're going to give it to your child or they're, or they're going to give it to your child and you're going to go not so fast. I've got this gold coast one they're going to wear instead. I might have a Gold Coast baby jumper ready to go. When comes. <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, hey, Linton, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you coming on today. An absolute pleasure, Craig. It's great Cheers. to have a chat every year. Cheers to you, sir. Thank you. All right, Linton, thanks so very much for taking time out of your day to sit down and chat with me, sir. I am disappointed that you couldn't uh, track down your entire collection of uh, Suns jumpers, but I know that it is plentiful. Remember, everybody, that you can find everything about my podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can subscribe to the mailing list. You can leave a review. And if you like the show, I do hope you'll consider leaving a review because it helps to get it in front of more people. I do hope you'll get on the mailing list as well. So when new episodes come out, they're in your inbox about 45 seconds after they've been released. If you want to help out the show, you can certainly do that with at a review. Or if you want to click on that little yellow button in the bottom left-hand corner, the Buy Me a Coffee button, that helps to keep the lights on, so to speak, keeps the fees paid for the podcast and uh, allows me to keep doing what it is that I love and what people seemingly enjoy listening to from me. Also, if you have an idea for a guest for a podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out. Again, hit me up on one of my socials, ayankonthefooty at gmail.com, at yank underscore on on Twitter, ayankonthefooty podcast on Facebook, ayankonthefooty on Instagram, you can find me, Craig Wessels, on LinkedIn or on Facebook. Reach out. Love to chat with you. If you've got a great idea for a guest, that would be fantastic because I can't exactly go knocking on doors in Australia trying to round up guests for the show, although I have figured out how to do that online. Now, folks, look out for one another. 
Let your friends know you love them. Let them know that you care. Let them know that you are okay. And if you need to talk to somebody, make sure that you check the show notes because I have links to those numbers where you can get help here in the United States as well as numbers for Beyond Blue in the show notes there in Australia. So if you need need help, if you need to talk to people, please find those numbers there and reach out. If you are new to the podcast, I end every episode the exact same way. And I'm going to do that right now for you. Ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 235 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. Again, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as well. I do hope that you'll share the episode with your friends and family. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Craig Wessels. Goodbye.